Is that a thing that all mechanics are moody? (laughs) 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 Never seen a Zen mechanic. Let the opening question be, are all mechanics moody? I think they are. <laughs> it's pretty true, though. Like, I mean, they're, every time I see a mechanic, they're always like, fucking, oh, God damn it. Well, it, I don't know. It's got to be a tough gig in that, you know, you have this knowledge of, of how a thing works. And it's, it, the, the, the people who don't, it, it's like when you don't know cars, you really don't know cars. Like you're really, really yeah, ignorant. Yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah, or me. Yeah, this guy. Mm, yeah, me too. Yeah. There's, so when I to, to continue the story, I guess from the mechanic place, uh, and and furthering the point about why I could I could fully understand why you know it'd be frustrating to be a mechanic for sure. Like I was sitting while I was waiting there. Um, there two people came in over the course of my stay waiting there for my my tires to be done one of them was some guy that came in and asked if they can he's trying to this guy was trying to do his own work on his own transmission right no don't and do he that couldn't, and he couldn't he couldn't loosen some bolt himself because he didn't have the proper tool so, so he so he brings his car into this place and this is I'm, I'm sitting here in the waiting room watching this whole conversation and uh, and he's like, hey, can you loosen this bolt for me and then tighten it back up so I can go home and finish the job? And, and a, a, the initial conversation, he's talking to like one of the younger guys who I guess didn't necessarily know that it was a ridiculous, like he couldn't. He's just trying to put on like a customer face, like 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 a customer client. He's like, oh, I don't know if we can do that, whatever. And then the lady, you know, the lady that offered me soup. I guess she's running this shop, right? Nazi. Yeah, exactly. She comes in and she's like, "Wait, what?" And she and he, she's like, "Yeah, I want you to like loosen this bolt for me and then tighten it up." She's like, "We're not doing that." And she's just and he's just like he starts being the guy starts being a dick as if it's not an insane request. And then she she just sends him off. She's like, "What am I get like like no, we're not doing that. That's insane. Like, you want to do your own work, do your own work, but you're not going to borrow my tools. Like, that's ridiculous. Amen. And this is why mechanics are moody, because yeah. some customers are real assholes. And then right like, after Like, hey, that, I don't want to pay you, um, yeah. but uh, I'm not capable of finishing the job, so could you help me finish the job that I don't want to pay you for? Go yeah, fuck yeah, for yourself. Yeah. yeah, I know. How, I know, yeah. I know that, that sign on the wall says seventy five dollars an hour, but I know you actually do things for free. I know <laughs> it's so insane. And then right after that, that guy leaves. Another guy comes in, and he asks if so. He's got something weird about like three sets of tires that needs to be needed to be changed on two cars or something weird. And he asks them if he can use their parking lot to change one set of the tires himself. Again. And she's like, yeah, get, get, get the fuck back out to back, of here. <laughs> back to back <laughs> like customers. This, and this is why mechanics are moody. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, because customers, when you're a mechanic, customers are just dicks. Oh, yeah. It's mechanics. Uh, I'll say this. And, and this isn't just because uh, we apparently pissed off a mechanic friend of mine yesterday. <laughs> but me- mechanics, I tell you, it, it's a. Uh, it's a tough. It's a tough gig. Yeah, yeah. You, you you make okay money, but customers when you're a mechanic are just dicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Restaurant like managers and mechanics. Mm. <laughs> Restaurant a, manager a would be a group together. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Because people, when their car is fucked up and people, when they're hungry, act like assholes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> if your car is fucked up and you don't know how to fix it, you act like an asshole. That's fair. That's I'd be curious to see who who is a bigger asshole, somebody with a broken car or somebody that's hungry, like really, really <laughs> hungry. Yeah. And never combine the two. Yeah. Never, <laughs> ne- ne- you don't want to meet the guy who was on his way to lunch when his car broke down. <laughs> Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. So I know I gave you a, a tour of the place yesterday by turning the uh, laptop around to show you all the lights. I cannot do that today. My place is an absolute disaster area because we party had, uh, party time, eh? Yeah. Well, we had the the uh, birthday yesterday. Here's yeah. Happy fucking birthday. Nice. <laughs> nice. My daughter, Caitlin. Did, they go, did gets, she go to the It store for that kind of stuff? Like, my daughter, Caitlin, go? she, she outdoes herself every year. So I, I, this shirt. is one of my new shirts. Shut up, Karen. Shut, Shut up, up, Karen. Karen. <laughs> Karen is like the code name for uh, uh, white women of, of privilege. Yeah, so people, of, people that go into a mechanic in a restaurant in a bad mood are Karen's, yeah, for exactly. example. Uh, so I also got... Uh, so I got my Oh, that's nice. That's great. My new the hip. hip shirt. Yeah. It's a tragically hip shirt that's got like a a, a patch kind of that looks like a Canadian street, flag. Yeah, the street sign thing, yeah. Really right. cool. Yeah, street okay, sign. So, here's the other one. If you're, if you're not first, first. If you're not first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice. Your last. last my Ricky Bobby shirt. <laughs> She, she's got a Will Ferrell thing because I've got yeah. my boats, my boats and hose T-shirt as well. What's this one? You are all stocked up with the t-shirts, yeah. T-shirts eh? are a great gift. I know. Jeez. I, I kind of like this one. Working harder than a, than an ugly stripper. <laughs> <laughs> working harder than an ugly stripper. Yeah, it's not just working; it's working. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I uh, it was it was a nice birthday. It's um, it was the first real, um, you know, COVID uh, downer, I guess, like total downer, because I really there was a lot of people I I kind of wanted to see and wanted to come over, but just couldn't, right? Because you can't yeah. have the big gathering sort of thing. It was there yeah. was supposed to, yeah, it, it, a whole bunch of stuff just got. It's. It, I swear to God, I, I don't think the stars, the universe, wanted me to turn 50. Like, everything that could have gone wrong yesterday and just assembling a small group of people, like our, you know, our kids and a couple of friends, uh, it just, it, it all went sideways. But it was it was a good day. How so? How, How do you mean sideways? Uh, well, okay, so uh, very good friends of ours, Brian and Diana. Brian forgot. So he, he when he was supposed to be here, he was still working in Toronto. Can't be that good of a friend. Eh? Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I know. And his birthday was like four days before mine, and nice. I was over at his place. Like, hey, of man, happy you birthday! Because you're a good friend. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, believe me, he's not going to live it down. Not not in a million years. That's the best. Not in a million. At least it wasn't years. like an important year for you or anything. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's just a just a rando birthday. I like it. No, it was it, it was weird in the sense that I've never ever made a big deal of my birthday, but it's the first time where I was like, yeah, no, you know what? This one's kind of significant actually. Yeah. You're halfway to yeah. 100. <laughs> yeah, well, That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you're me, 80% to death. <laughs> like I'll never forget this when my aunt turned 50 uh, I was at her birthday party and she said you know 50 is odd in that you realize that you're more than likely past the halfway mark in your life now I want you to keep in mind my aunt is in remarkable health she's 79 she still rides horseback every Jesus. day oh no she's a she's a beast she's gonna outlive me for sure but I you know I remembered that speech yesterday and I'm like I know for a fact that I'm well <laughs> past the halfway mark <laughs> Like, well, maybe maybe you were just past the halfway mark. Not I. <laughs> Not me. Uh, you don't ride horseback every day, though? No. I, uh, no. I try, I, I try. But, uh, <laughs> the, the lack of availability of, of horses is a, a bit of a hindrance. Uh, mm, yeah, that, yeah. That's, you get a rocking horse, maybe. Christmas is coming. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, 50, it sucks that that everybody kind of got robbed of their big celebrations. But fifty one, fifty one will be a rager for you, I think. It, you know what it, I mean? Um, yeah, and it, you know, it, it brought to mind the fact that there's a whole lot of special occasions that happened this year that just couldn't mm-hmm. happen: graduations, birthdays, anniversaries, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm in the club. I'm in the 2020 yeah. club for sure. So, what did you guys end up doing? Did you get like a big cake or something? Um, Amanda made uh, one, of, uh, one of my favorite dinners. I had uh, mussels, and, and she, she made a homemade cherry uh, triple berry cheesecake, which, Oof. yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the table that the laptop is sitting on here, and the, those berries stain stuff, I'll tell you. The, the, pl- the place is an absolute, it's a fucking disaster in here. I have so much cleaning up to do. It's just ridiculous. So but, I uh, guess I guess in answer to the question, you would be the clean the next day after a party versus clean before you go to bed of a night of a party. Mm, See, we are question. a clean that night family so that I don't oh, have to wake up to the yeah. fucking disaster. No, I I, I, aspire, I I aspire to be that person, but I am not that person. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. I, I'm just, I'm not that person. And, and really quickly, getting back to the t-shirts, this is a great gift-giving strategy that if you're struggling for gift ideas, get something that is recurring. Find a theme. Find a, like, I always get this from that person sort of thing because mm-hmm. once, once you're in the wheelhouse you, you're good like I, I know for the rest of my natural life my daughter will get me a t-shirt and it's so easy it just it makes it makes things so easy when yep. you become known for giving that one gift yep. like I, I always get my favorite assortment of teas or a favorite whatever and just give it over and over and over again yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and make sure it's something cheap like a t-shirt yeah. Well, it's good because you're you're someone that's easy to buy for. I find this time of year, the people that are hard to buy for, it really gets even more difficult. Like mm. my my uh, my father in law and mother in law, like my my wife's parent, they um, 
they're fucking impossible. Like we end up just getting them like plan Canada things and like a box of Macintosh chocolates because they're I mean older, but like, that's about it. Like, it's just, what do we get you? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What do you want for Christmas? Fuck. We put and, a list together. And typically, I mean, prepare yourself because you're going to be one of those guys. I find that older men are the toughest people to buy for because yeah. they, they, they yeah. never, uh, you know, we never give up our, uh, you know, what would you like? Eh, well, whatever. That's yeah. the typical response. And then, I mean, once you get into the advanced years, like my stepdad, who's in his 70s, he's got everything. He's A, he's a very simple guy. Like, he doesn't want much. And B, those things that he does want, he's got a lot of. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. impossible. He's impossible. He's gotten him and thrown him away already. I yeah. find that, that, that older, older, older guys, too... Um, not only do they do they like already have what they want, but they're very particular about the things that they like as well. So like, if you were to get like an off-brand version of something that they generally use, like they yeah. have no time in the world for it at all. Like dollar store zip ties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not gift cards either. I don't want you determining what stores I can purchase shop at. I want cash. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Like, there's always like a story behind like every decision do you know what i mean it's like oh you give them a canadian tire gift card you're like canadian tire yeah well i saw you like Like, oh jesus i saw you needed a lantern like Like i gave like like um uh, back before covid i offered like last year or whatever i offered some old man this old caledonia dude a beer and it was a budweiser and he gave me shit for a Budweiser, it's like, Budweiser. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" It's a, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's a like free it's a whole, People yeah, it's are a free beer. It's entitled. a whole bunch of that shit. Where it's like, there's always some reason, unless it's like the one particular thing that they like. There's always a reason to shit on it. You know what I mean? Mm. You I'm, know getting what? Like, I'm getting like that though. When you give somebody something or offer somebody something that's like completely just a nice offer and they reject it for that reason, it's not the like with yeah. my uh, with my role that I have at work. Uh, one of the things we do for people when they close a mortgage is we uh, we send them a pizza. So you buy you get a new house, we send a pizza to your new place. So like kind of that first day at your new place, you can have a pizza while you're unpacking and all that kind of shit. So <laughs> I offered it to uh, I offered it to one guy, and we always go with uh, with pizza pizza. Cause it's just, mm-hmm. it's just easier. It's just an agreement that we have with them. And so I told him, Hey, we're going to send you a pizza pizza. Like, let me know what you want on it. And I'll get to No, no. He's like, if it's going to be pizza pizza, I don't even want it. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well then I'll send you a bottle of wine then. <laughs> this, mm. this is, Please this tell is me pizza. that you ordered no, the pizza to be for yourself. Em- Empress pizza. <laughs> Mm. No, <laughs> no, no, because it's on my boss's credit card. So he's no. <laughs> after a while, after a while, my fatness like, oh. and the credit card bills. Pizza pizza <laughs> is a subpar pizza. I will say that. But like if it's free, they have fantastic wings. And I, I mean, pizza mm. pizza, the, the actual pizza may not be great, but their creamy garlic dipping sauce is yeah, better than any it. other place in the world. Pizza it's pizza doesn't sell pizza. They sell dipping sauce. Oh, and, and that they, garlic they one. To have, they happen to have pizza on the oh, side. That's true. That's, that's all they are. <laughs> yeah, that can is get true. a large that dipping dip- sauce on the side of pizza? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That <laughs> dipping sauce is the best. Like I, It is. I, it, it, by a mile. So It's up there. It's up there with the white sauce at Santa Grill. I don't know what that shit is, but... I ask for an abundance of it when I get Santa Grill. So. Yeah, you probably shouldn't ask what it is. So it's just. Is there, yeah. do, do, do it's guys, like the I hot dog. I, I think I brought. 
I think I brought this up. Is is there like a restaurant thing where you you just like Swiss chalet sauce sort of thing mm. or Big mm. Mac sauce? Like it, it, I'm assuming for you guys, it's the pizza pizza creamy garlic dipping sauce. Yeah, that and that Santa Grill sauce, whatever that whatever that is. Those yeah. are my two. There's and the, I don't know, yeah, like Swiss Chalet dipping sauce. Good call. There's there's right? I don't like I, the, yeah. the Swiss Chalet. I'm just gonna move on from the Swiss Chalet dipping sauce because I just don't oh, want yeah, to get too mad this it. morning. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Chris, Chris no has a real specials for Chris this year. Chris has a real problem with Swiss Chalet dipping sauce. <laughs> he, he like a real Swiss. It's it's a legit problem. It's like me and ketchup. <laughs> I, I, so I shit on the guy for turning down the pizza pizza. But having said that, if you know you guys would have said I was, I'm going to send you guys Swiss Chalet as a celebratory <laughs> dinner, I probably would say no. So I can't really judge. I can't like who like fair, who am I to judge? I'd be like yo. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, Fair but but uh, yeah, the, there's some hot sauce that that uh, that they that they have at like these these faux restaurants. That's just it's like this it's like this little like I don't the even know what it stuff? is. It's yeah, it's like chill. It's like flakes. It's almost yeah. like this weird <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like like almost like a jelly kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, and, and it's it's like universally available at any faux restaurant that you go to. <laughs> um, I'd love. Yeah. I don't know where the hell they get that, but you know that stuff's great. I'm down. <laughs> Swiss chalet sauce, though. No, I don't get it. I do not uh, get it. I don't it get that you don't get it. Yeah, I'll drink that right out of a bucket. <laughs> oh. I would imagine my blood type is Swiss chalet. Like, <laughs> pretty sure it's coursing through my veins right now. I love this stuff. Um, we have some uh, a couple weird ass news stories to get through. All right, um, if if you guys are down for that, uh, sure. one of the big I ones. Love weird, ass <laughs> weird ass news. Weird ass news. So I had a couple a couple people sent this to me actually over the course of yesterday, uh, and then it was all over the internet by the time the afternoon. Uh, it's a Hamilton Hamilton story, Halton story. Uh, the a uh, Halton police say a driver is facing charges after they were stopped on Appleby line in Burlington in a chair meant for backyard barbecues. So they, they, they retrofitted a lawn chair in place of a driver's seat. Um, and, and if you, you, the pictures are insane. I mean, I wish I could see more so of wait, the car. Okay. So this yeah. is a car. And which there's no there's no driver's seat. They have a folding chair. (laughs) There's a folding chair. Wow, that that's safe. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like I like those things are safe for the driver, though. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I said it's more not safe for. It's not that it's unsafe for other drivers. It's just unsafe for that driver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's not aside from his projectile body going through the windshield (laughs) if he gets in an accident. There's really not much that could happen. That's true. Well, maybe the folding chair could come flying out, too, but... That's true. You shouldn't have to pay a fine for being stupid. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you're not endangering others. Like, shut up, Karen. Yeah, shut up, Karen. You're thundering down the the road at 100 kilometers an hour and two tons of steel in a lawn chair. Hmm. (laughs) You know, uh, I mean, if you hit me, the, the, the... implications for me are no different than if you were in a proper seat wearing a seatbelt with an airbag mm. and every other safety feature in the world. Mm. Mm. It would be no different for me. It would definitely be different for you. So why why should you pay a fine for just being fucking dumb? 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I was, posted it, uh, yeah. I posted some other pictures of some other like car hacks that maybe would would border on being unsafe for others around. Uh, we can put oh, them yeah. up, we can put them up later. Like somebody put uh, their their side mirror got smashed, so they just put a seat like they taped a CD like the shiny part of a CD is facing out. So I guess you could catch the reflection of vehicles coming or yeah, I know. Is it like not that, that reflective? No, it's no, crazy. No, not really. <laughs> barely. It's really not even that great of a hack. No, it's all. It's just like awful. It's like, oh, this is shiny. It's yeah. like taping a toaster to the side view mirror. Like when I was working at Hits FM years ago, there was a guy who wheeled up and he had used Hits FM bumper stickers to replace what was missing out of his fender on the car. Oh so like ab- above the whole wheel well, it was just this absolute like lump. Of Hits FM stickers that had sealed in the spot. <laughs> oh my God! Your swag, yeah. your swag department needs to stop giving that guy fucking stickers. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> no shit. Brand, that's a little brand recognition there. I know, but the wrong, the wrong kind. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was a station that was, you know, fighting its redneck skid image and we've got guys driving around making fenders out of our bumper stickers yeah. it, it, you know <laughs> check out these hits FM bullets I just got <laughs> right <laughs> there was another there was another story that I found um, that uh, this one's from Washington it's not local um, but uh, somebody was using this is this is this one's a little bit weird because the the pic when you look at the picture, the car looks fucking totaled. Like I don't know how anybody even took this car onto the road. Like it looks like it it both the 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 front end of it, um, passenger side is almost like ripped off. Like you could see like 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 the 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 tank for the the windshield wiper fluid. Like it's it's like <laughs> all, like the bodywork is off, right? But what they did was they used like duct tape because their their headlights weren't working so they <laughs> because the whole car was completely totaled so they used duct tape to tape head like flashlights onto the front two parts of their where their headlights normally would be that's the way to go I love yeah. it I love having yeah. to go out of the car to turn your headlights off at the end of the like when you're done driving you get to your driveway and you have to get out and go flick the flashlights off <laughs> <laughs> this, this is something I miss from my youth is shitty cars I do mm. there are no shitty cars on the road anymore I, like when I was younger there used to be a lot of really really bad cars like that thing should not be on the road and it was acceptable to drive one now it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean Again, to go back to my original point, when your stupidity harms no one else, there should be no fine for it. Yeah. Honestly, you had, you've, you've had some shitty cars. My buddy had uh, had a Sebring. I don't know if you know Chrysler Sebring. And uh, when, I think when he got it, it was actually a nice car because it was a convert, uh, convertible. But something happened to it along the along the way where your bu- your buddy happened to it apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, but the car. This might not make sense. The car started to fill up with water, like when it would rain. I had the a car, Chevette like the that. car would fill up with water to the point where when you were in the passenger seat. And you were driving when he hit the brakes, you had to lift your feet up because a wave like a tsunami came from the back seat all the way to the point where we actually had to go one day and just with a couple of like car jacks, jack up the side of his car as high as we possibly could so that water would pour out the other side. Like we just 
We never discovered why it filled my, up with my, water. My but. first car was a 1980 Chevette, and it got to the point where every time you'd turn on the fan, water would build up somewhere within the car, where when you turned on the defroster, if you jacked it on high and it had rained the night before, you were it was like you were in a Bukaki video. Like it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you just, it was like, oh, Jesus. It was, it was a great car. The, the, <laughs> the, the top of the shift, the top of the shifter broke off, so it was just like this little stick that came up out of the console. It, it was a oh, great. So it was, it was awesome. like a Bukaki video, it, pretty much. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a great car. It's like that. You you know uh, you know fun. you have a. a uh, our rough ride when you have a bail bucket like a fucking old ass fishing <laughs> yeah. boat in your back yeah. seat. I only paid five hundred bucks for it though. That's great. Yeah, and I got three great. three years out of it out of a five hundred dollar car. There you go. It was great. So yeah, there was <laughs> in time. That story. <laughs> this is this is one this is one of the things that makes me jealous of like my parents' generation is there was a time when. You know, your old cars weren't shit. Like, like my exactly. parents. That's yeah, my, exactly. Yeah, like, 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 like my parents growing up had like, thun, like their first cars were like Thunderbirds and like these fucking badass sports cars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nowadays, like even when they were old, like even if you were buying a used one, it was dope, right? Like yeah. nowadays, yeah. it's my like mom, my mom had a Z twenty eight. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ooh. And now, and, and now cool. you, you end up with some like, <clears throat> I don't know. They're, they're just not fun. It's not even that they're bad. Like you can get like a Corolla. little, uh, yeah. Like it's tough to get excited about a used Corolla, right? <laughs> and it's a good car. Great gas yeah, mileage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll last yeah. you forever. forever. Toyotas are dope. They're are, are like a strong investment for sure. But like, but it's not flashy. Mean, no, like, like, you know, it's not getting you laid. <laughs> well, depends on how old you are Because at, at, at a certain age It doesn't matter what car you have As long as you have a car That's when you're cool So Yeah Yeah that's well, and, Yeah And that was the, Like when I was a kid That was the case If you could get your own car Like you bought your own car That was a big deal It didn't matter yeah. What the hell the car was But mm -hmm. that's not the case anymore I don't think No no, so it's uh, it's December second today, uh, and I've waited an entire day to ask uh, ask this question, just because I know Ben has a little bit of hate on for uh, the Christmas season. However, though I know you have a hate on for the Christmas season, I know that you have a love on for good Christmas movies mm -hmm. because they are, some of them some of them are fantastic. I do. Uh, I watched uh, I watched a little bit of Die Hard last night, and uh, actually Not I saw a Christmas a movie. Yeah, well, that's kind of a Christmas movie. I saw I, I saw I saw a post yesterday, and it's the uh, it was. 31 years ago yesterday that National Lampoons came out so awesome awesome Christmas movie I posted that on our Facebook page and just kind of said oh it's December 1st so might as well start asking what's your favorite Christmas movie um, we watched and for anyone listening if you're interested on Netflix they have a show called uh, The Holiday Movies That Made Us so it's got like the first one that I watched yesterday was Elf. So it's got from the from the beginning stages of Elf being proposed to the studios and who they were going to have play uh, the character. It's it's really cool in depth look at that movie. Uh, they also have one for Home Alone as well, where it's uh, same thing, where it's like who was who was going to be the original character that was going to be Joe Pesci it was actually supposed to be Robert De Niro at first. They were thinking mm. about Robert De Niro. Um, so you get to kind of see those little those little things like the house from Home Alone, which is such a 
a, an iconic house and most people can picture what the outside looks like and the inside that the majority of the shots from inside the house were actually filmed in a school where they built a mock-up of this house so you see a lot of the wow it takes it takes away some of the christmas magic maybe from the movies but it's really really cool so the, there, there was some somebody else other than will ferrell who was supposed to be buddy the elf uh, they had originally thought because this is sort of the story behind it was they had will ferrell in place to do it and then the movie old school came out and they were like, uh, mm. can Frank the Tank be in like a, a, Buddy the Elf. a, a holiday family movie? You know what I mean? So uh, Chris Farley was actually uh, in discussion to do it. And they were like, what a different, it, not that it would have been bad, but what a different movie it would have been if Chris Farley had played that role. It would have been entirely uh, different. Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. So, There's certain roles in certain movies that just only one person could do. And I, I would say Buddy the Elf. It, Will Ferrell had to be. In that movie, otherwise oh, it, it would not have been as good. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were showing how they did a lot of the uh, the forced perspective shots where he's in a room of other elves that are really small and he's big. And it's super funny and creative the way filmmakers can do this where they're really? on like there's the one scene where he's on a he's on a tricycle and you see his dad is like his dad is uh oh god what's his dad's name like super fit bob newhart, bob is, newhart on, yeah. is on his back and looks very small but the way they did that was he was on a cart so the, the kid is on a, on a bike and then they've got a little kid sitting directly behind the elf with his hands on his shoulders. So it looks like there's someone holding onto his shoulders. And then Bob Newhart's about 10 feet back sitting on a chair. No so you can way. Just see, yeah, it's really, really cool. So check it out. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're up to hol- uh, holiday movies, it's a really cool sort of inside look at some classics. So what other movies made the, made the cut? Uh, well, like are well, getting asked, dissected. You said Elf. Uh, yeah, so I saw the other one. Home, yeah, okay. Home Alone. Home Alone. Um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, the Tim Burton uh, horror uh, stop motion movie. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it, but that uh, that was on there. And then I asked that question yesterday, kind of asking people their favorite um, holiday movies. And one came up, and I know that Ben, you're from Niagara area, so there is a bit of a hometown tie to this, which is a Christmas story. Which, if I'm not mistaken. The school, all the parts with like um, Flick sticking his tongue on the pole and all that we're shit. We're in St. Catharines. We're in St. Catharines. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I lived literally blocks away from that school. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Actually, I think that takes the cake for my most nostalgic favorite holiday movie. Like, I like really? Elf because it's funny, but there's just something about a Christmas story. I kind of, it'll come on and I watch it from beginning to end because it's, it's the one I look forward to the most every year. I don't think I've ever seen a Christmas story. Really? With like, you'll shoot your eye out with the BB gun and all that Are stuff? Oh, wait, no, I have seen, no, I have okay, seen that I was one. Sorry, Jesus. I've seen that one. I don't like it, to be honest. A lot of, some people yeah. don't. My wife hates it. She's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's cheesy. Really, yeah. uh, my, my mom, too, who... I don't want to shit on it, because it's... My, my mom will, if you put the word Christmas in any movie, she'll love it. But for some mm. reason, she doesn't like that She doesn't movie. do it, eh? <laughs> I just don't have no it. connection to it growing up. It's not that I hate it or anything, because... You know, it's it's Christmas movies. I feel like so much of it is just like what you grew up watching is like your favorite movies or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Elf is an exception because a lot of people just love that movie. It's just yeah. so unanimously good that you can, you know, 
you don't have to have grown up watching it to enjoy it but some of those older ones like you know miracle on 34th street and stuff like those those movies don't really do a whole lot for me yeah just because i never really watched them as a kid but like some people it's like the be it's a wonderful all. life and stuff like that like yeah. I say, same thing i don't i've never I, I yeah, don't think like, i've ever actually seen it <laughs> Br- yeah Bree Bree's family it's a wonderful life i don't i don't think so I haven't See, seen now, that you either, could make the think. argument that that's not a Christmas movie. Because mm. really, the movie, like, the, 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 the it, 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 you know, it, it winds up at Christmas. It ends on Christmas Eve. It's like, and it's like it's, Die Hard. But, but 95% of the movie doesn't take place at Christmas and has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Much, much like Die Hard. Die Hard is mm. not a Christmas movie. Um, it's, not. <laughs> it's a holiday movie. <laughs> it's, it's not a ho- no. It's not an anything movie. So what about, uh, what about when he writes "ho ho ho"? Now I have a machine gun on the guy's chest. That's pretty Christmassy. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just not. <laughs> we should, I, that, that's the great debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And uh, yes. that's taken over for should it be Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas that you say mm, to people? It's just true. straight up. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Die Hard. I don't. I don't know. Like I lean. I lean towards it being a Christmas movie. Yeah, to be me honest. too. Like I. I think. Like it's not a. Be- like it is he kind a, of about. He has Christmas. a gun taped to his back with Christmas tape, and then he shoots him in the head. That is the most. Yeah, like the most Christmassy thing that could happen. The whole thing centers around Christmas. It's like yeah. you know, it's an action movie that's in. It cri- centers like, around Christmas. Christmas, and if you think well, about the, it, the, the, there's the symbolism setting, yeah. that John McClane is actually the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you think you got to really put the pieces together. Can you imagine if Bruce Willis See? Was coming. Jesus Oh so, my god The Bible would be much different There'd only be like 15 words in it I think it's, I think it's, it's Coherent Luke chapter 6 verse 9 uh, That yeah. says uh, yippee ki motherfucker That's exactly Exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, just going, just going back to I, why I can't judge Christmas movies and what people like for Christmas movies, or it's not fair to, I, cause I like Jingle All the Way. Have you ever seen that movie? That Jingle Arnold All the Way? Arnold and Sinbad. <laughs> yeah, I can get the matter with you. I can get behind that. <laughs> not I, like it, man. I don't know it. why I like it. It's so good. <laughs> what is wrong with you? They're just trying to get that fucking toy. It's just so stupid, but it's one of my, it's actually one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> Um, and uh, Bree's family, my soon-to-be family next year, but uh, they they watch the Waltons every year. Oh, the Homecoming! Yeah, a Waltons Homecoming. The I've never seen that. Yeah, the Neither Homecoming is. I don't even know what that is. Well, it's it's what gave way to the Waltons being a TV series. Mm-hmm. Was it was just originally a movie, The Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Huh. See, you guys, it's you a good guys movie. don't know this shit. Dang. No, yeah, Dang. I do uh, now. Is he watching I, Jingle I All now. the Way? <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I would like. I wouldn't mind watching It's a Wonderful Life, though. To be honest, my favorite my favorite Christmas movie is uh, Christmas Vacation, which has got a lot of love on that Facebook post. By the way, just as an aside, yeah, it's um, so. Yeah. A lot of people said Elf. Elf is like really, you know cemented itself as a Christmas like we, just a, an instant classic which is impressive because it's hard to reach that you know that heralded space for Christmas movies and they seem to have done it we have um, and I, I don't know I think maybe this happens in other 
families too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you, you've got your library of Christmas movies, but then we've got some that you cannot watch. Like, it, it, it's not allowed. Hmm. It's off the list until it's actually Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, you yeah just, that makes you sense. Like, Christmas Vacation for us here in my home, that's Christmas Eve. And, it, it, like, as tempting as it is, as much as it gets you into the spirit of the whole thing, we do not watch it until Christmas Eve. Ditto Alistair Sims Scrooge, yeah. like yep. the, the, the old the original Christmas Carol. That It wasn't the original. Not the, sorry, actually. not there the original. That, yeah, yeah, There was one that came out in the 30s, but this one yeah. was made in like 1951, 52. Same thing. I grew up watching that on Christmas Eve when I was a kid with my family. And same thing. Like you can just, we watch that now on Christmas night here at home. But we don't, those movies only get one viewing per year. Yeah, hmm. and then it's funny. Then, then you've got your your subordinate ones where it's like, okay, you know, it's time for a holiday movie, so a Christmas story or Elf or one yep. of those comes on. Yep, it's we, fu- uh, it's funny you right. say that. Sorry, uh, it, I'll, it's funny you say that because last night we were going to watch a Christmas movie and we were talking about putting on Christmas Vacation, and we they couldn't understand why Bree and I. But we're like, nah, it doesn't feel right to watch Christmas Vacation tonight, and we never exactly. did. And yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Early. Sorry, Mark. You go no, ahead. No, no, I was going to... Uh, I don't even remember. No, no, no I agree. Um, there, There is a certain time. We do, uh, for the Grinch, we do like... We call it Grinch night. So we've got Grinch pajamas that the girls wear. And we mm, do like cool. macaroni and cheese, but we put green food coloring in it. So it's like everything is green. We Are watch we the Grinch. The we do like... the movie? Now, we... My, my wife, and my wife likes the original... Boris Boris Karloff uh, Grinch cartoon, the one that's about thirty minutes long. The newer one that came out that has Benedict Cumberbatch is actually really really good. It's super super entertaining. It's not it's not the classic, but it's a good uh, it's a good sort of reimagining of that uh, of that movie. So we tried to do both of them, but yeah, I didn't definitely. even know there was one with him. I just thought there was the yeah. Jim Carrey one. The Jim Carrey one we will watch as well. I mean, we'll watch all of them. But yeah, the, there's another wow. animated one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch, oh. and it's uh, it's really well. I gotta done. watch that. That looks cool. It's yeah. animated. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing. And then uh, um, and Benedict Cumberbatch is yeah. Just a spin off of uh, Alistair Sim uh, with Scrooge. Fantastic movie. We my wife and I went to go see uh, a Disney Christmas Carol that has Jim Carrey as uh, as Scrooge. It's animated, but it's like very real life animated. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. that in the theater. It's probably, probably the like the, the, the. I hate to use this word with two other guys on the line here, but probably the prettiest movie I have ever seen. Um, just this because it was it was done in three D, so we were at, yeah loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was three D, so you know what I mean. It's snowing, and you can kind of see the snow falling beside you, and like that's every year we watch that one because it's so so well done, so well cool. done. Up, and yes, it's very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Should Shut be up, pretty Karen. bastard. <laughs> Sweet. I want to watch that's that I, I'm actually gr- glad we, we, we talked about this cause I was struggling to, I like watching movies that I've never seen before. Mm. Um, and it's in, you know, it's Christmas, so you can only really watch Christmas movies in December. I don't, I don't know if yes. you guys prescribe that by that rule, but I feel like that's that's pretty much across the board for most people. My youngest sister has, uh, she's got an affliction, and I didn't know about this until just a couple of weeks ago. We were shooting the shit on the phone. She has an affliction. She's addicted to Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm. Oh. 
like she, she says by time by time the big day rolls around she's got like 45 on the PVR wow and she's like it, she says I thought Candace it, Cameron was in 45 movies it's some of the wor- <laughs> she said it's some of the worst acting worst writing worst movies you'll ever see but for some reason I, she's, I, I can't stop myself Millions I, of people I, sit and watch soap operas all day for that exact same reason. It's some of the worst acting and writing you could ever imagine. They can't stop. But they I, can't, I, yeah. I was at a party a couple of years ago in, in Toronto, and uh, one of the guys that was there was one of the main writers for these Hallmark movies. He wrote, he was a writer, he was a screenplay writer for the it? Hallmark channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he said, it was very it was very interesting to me and he like he basically he has his, his boss um, and him it's like a two person writing team and he does a lot of the grunt work for writing these 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 things and uh, and his boss kind of goes in and cleans it up or whatever or like directs him or whatever and, you know, sells the script um, and he said that 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 the scripts generally like the screenplay I don't know if this surprises you or not he does it in each one in about a week it takes him about a week to write one which is not a long time yeah it's it's a a template all you do is take names out and put them back in Pretty yeah, much. I was going to yeah. say, uh, yeah. in watching the uh, sort of the creation of the movie uh, Home Alone was made by John John Hughes, and mm-hmm. that guy. I mean, the '80s was Master his uh, was his pocket of, of movies, and they were saying that what he would do is he would work Monday to Friday, like doing his normal thing, and then Friday night he would start writing screenplays, wow. and he would be done a screenplay by the end of the weekend, and he would give it to somebody, and he would get them to you know what I mean to take a look at it. He wrote he wrote Ferris Bueller's Day Off in seven days is how long it took him to write that entire movie Um, and his writing apparently was so good that actors very rarely went off script because they were like no this guy's a fucking poet we're not going to change it the only person that they allowed to go off script is in Home Alone is John Candy John Candy and John Hughes were really good friends and a lot of the scene where he uh, he's trying to get Catherine O'Hara to come with him um, to get home to to her son and he's in that yeah and he's like you know the song (laughs) poke 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 all of that was ad-libbed. That entire was scene was him just ad-libbing it. And I guess that scene also went on, or that day of shooting went on for 23 hours to the point where Candy looked at John Hughes and was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, you're and really he only, taking advantage he, he, today because he's only made, there for one day. And he only made the wage of, like, an extra. He made no less way. He made yeah. less than the guy that delivered, the, the young kid that delivers the pizza. You know, the kid that delivers the pizza, he's like, keep the change, a filthy animal. That kid made more than John Candy did. He did it as a favor because they were like up against budget and all that kind of stuff. So he did it as a favor, which is really cool. (laughs) John Hughes also wrote Christmas Vacation. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, That that house, by the way, the house, uh, like in Christmas Vacation, Uh uh, is it not the same house over and over again? Is it just me? I don't know. They did. Like if, you, if you look at planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Yes. And Christmas they, vacation. Like that house is, it, it, maybe it's not, maybe there's just a particular type of house that he was partial to. He had the, a, the house always looks the same. Yeah, he had a soundstage set up that was in an old uh, abandoned school. And basically right. they took all the different rooms of the school and they made it into all these. So tons, like from all these movies, they get kind of shot in the same same spot with just different 
decorations. But yeah, absolutely. It was really, no, really cool. No, the exterior of the house, though. Oh, the always exterior the, of the house. Yeah, the oh, actual yeah, yeah. exterior of the house looks the same oh, in like planes, trains, and automobiles. And there's a couple other. I don't, similar, I don't yeah. think it's Christmas vacation, but the exterior of the house is the same. So, so the house, um, it's actually, uh, it the movie, the movie was set in Chicago. The house is actually, um, in In Colorado. Oh, no, it's in LA. It's, it's in a ranch facility in Burbank, um, in the back lot of, um, yeah, and it, and it says, uh, due to the fact that the residence used for filming on a regular basis, it has appeared in American Beauty, ER, Moonlight, Pleasantville, Small Soldiers, and a series wow. of 2012 cool. Christmas Vacation-themed Old Navy commercials. There's probably more, but it's a, it's a legit set. Very cool. Yeah. Movie magic, eh? They really, <laughs> they really take away a lot of the magic when you see the behind the scenes. You're like, oh, shit. And then, you know, we were talking yesterday, uh, Sam and I, when we were watching it, uh, Home Alone, I think it costs uh, $14.5 million to, to make or something like that. And, you know, I mean, at the time that was, it wasn't a lot, but that's still a lot of money. But then I said to her, I'm like, yeah, but look at when they shot whatever they were shooting down on Ottawa Street and they have to close half the street, you know what I mean, half the street down and all these businesses have to kind of be satiated for the day type. Like, that's expensive to do that shit. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, making movies is, is it's super amazing. What, it's amazing what goes into it. It really oh, is. Incredible. The amount of people, the amount of time, uh, and then Home Alone at the time in theaters had made uh, $264 million, which uh, at that time was only behind E.T. and uh, Star Wars. And the last little thing I have about Home Alone, because I'm a nerd really? when it comes to uh, uh, Christmas movies, is the score, the, the musical score from Home Alone. Uh, they didn't have anybody to do it. So uh, Christopher Columbus, who was the uh, the director for it, he said, well, why don't we send it to John Williams? See if he likes it. And John Williams did. So John Williams, who, of course, uh, did Star Wars and E.T. and uh, wow. Indiana Jones and really any movie, Superman, any movie you can think of. Uh, if it's not Andrew Lloyd Webber, it's probably John Williams. So wow. um, he did the score. And then they did like a live uh, a live viewing of it where you could go and watch the movie that had no score. And John Williams and his orchestra were were doing the score for the movie, which oh, would be wow. so cool to see that. So unreal. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. OK, gentlemen. Um, Nerding out on Christmas movies. I love it. I yeah. Love we just too. geeked out. Got, yeah. a whole, got a whole month, <laughs> whole month ago. <laughs> I'm excited. To, I'm excited to catch up on some of the other ones. I want to watch that that um, Ben that that Christmas movie that you always watch. What is it? The night before Christmas or whatever. The the you said there was one that you oh, watch Scrooge, every year. Alistair like, Sims. Oh, Scrooge with Scrooge. Alistair Sims. Yeah, it's called oh, Scrooge. You've never seen I've that. I've never seen that. I've never that's seen the original. So dark, so gloomy, so oh yeah, it's great. Hands down, hands down, it's the best rendition of that story on on screen. It, yep. it will ne- never ever be topped. He plays never. he plays the best Scrooge. There's no doubt about it. And then also right um, a Muppet Christmas Carol with Michael Caine as Scrooge. Ooh. Fucking fantastic. I'm gonna write this stuff down. <laughs> Better mark that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the Muppets. Seriously. You can't go wrong with the Muppets. No, the, the Muppets are funny. <laughs> right on, guys. All right. All right we'll, guys. Um, we'll pick it back up tomorrow. Yeah, we got Polly in, Polly in tomorrow? Yeah. Sweet. All right. We'll think of something musical then. For sure. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> See ya. 
Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.